Good evening, welcome to the latest Magicast, La Magicast, sorry, episode. Oh God, what a fun few days it's been to be a Roma fan. Um, apologies for us not recording last week. Um, I was slightly not feeling well, I had a bit of a stomach problem, and the other guys, Sam and Imran, were very were very busy, but we, uh, we are recording tonight, Monday evening. It's a bank holiday here in the UK, so it's a, it's a day off for me. Um, joining me this week, I've got my co-pilot, Sam, how are we? Hey, Scott, how are you? Episode 83. I don't think it's going to be... 83. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a very sweet or positive uh, episode, but here we are. And I think it's better that we waited a, a few days after Thursday debacle to get together and talk. And last night, which was not pleasant, um, also joining me is the doctor, Imran. How are we? Oh, we're uh, yeah. How are we? I don't know what to say. We are, I think, okay given the circumstances. But yeah, yeah, I could, I could sense that in your voice. <laughs> so guys, <laughs> let's start with Thursday. Oh joy, do we? Have, <laughs> I'm thinking, do we have to? So Manchester United six, Roma two. First forty-five minutes is good. Um. Bruno Fernandes opened the scoring and then Roma hit back with two quick goals, a penalty from Lorenzo Pellegrini and Edin Dzeko hitting one off his knees from close range and then the second half was just a Manchester United whirlwind where Edison Cavani and co just wrecked havoc on a very, very tired Manchester United, uh, sorry, a very tired AS Roma side who lost three players in the first half to injuries and couldn't make any substitutions in the second half. Imran, I come to you. <laughs> how was this for you? In the how was this game? Does this rank up with your with your visit to Manchester fourteen years prior? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got flashbacks from that uh, trip. Uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it, it was surreal. I never thought that I would. <laughs> you don't expect the same team to beat you like that twice but <laughs> they did i don't know you know the first half was uh, was we suffered and as soon as the injuries started piling up i was like nah this is not going to end well but still i was i was thinking that we would still be tactically more clever we would park the bus but i i i have no uh, i don't have any explanation for what we were doing in the second half i have no uh, I have nothing to say. I, I don't understand it. I mean, you are two one up at Old Trafford, and then you have count- you get counterattacked three versus two. I don't understand it. I mean, you should just park the bus. You don't have first of all, you don't have the fitness and stamina to play that type of football. You you shouldn't be attacking because you know that the players cannot contribute in defense like they should because of the injuries and you know the fitness level of some players and you don't have any substitutions left despite knowing that despite that fact that's exactly what to do and we get punished 2-2 and then it just it just keeps it just keeps coming i don't know it was uh, it was embarrassing it was frustrating it was uh, uh, i don't know i don't know if it's even uh, point in the you know discussing the game into the details because this is this is a 
structural problem first of all uh, is a organizational problem and uh, we it's in the dna of roma it's been happening ever since i became a fan i mean we've been giving away three goals lead to kievo palermo genoa we lost 7-1 to fiorentina i mean this has been happening ever since i've been a fan and it's 20 plus years uh, so I'm not surprised. I think it's have, we should be discussing more why it happens. Why does this happen so often? Why does it happen to Roma? What, because these things happen with Roma more than any other club. So it shouldn't. It's not. It's not by. It's not a coincidence. It's the we need to. We need to analyze. We need to dissect this to see what's behind it if we don't because if we don't we, we will keep, we will see it happening again and again and i'm not i'm sure this is not the last time so i don't know about you guys but well it was uh, i felt i was really 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 frustrated after the game because it, it shouldn't happen but it still happens it happens quite a lot. Um, for me, it, it happens way too often. I just remember we've lost 7-1 to Fiorentina, 7-1 to Bayern Munich, 6-1 to Barcelona in the Champions League. Uh, and we've lost like fours and fives and we've been embarrassed in Europe quite a lot. But I think the capitulation in the second half just has to be more talked about. Um, Sam, I think both of us have probably aged about 10 years with that second half performance. I think all of us probably aged about 10 years. Um, what should Fonseca have done? And do you think if the three players didn't get injured in the first half, he would have made better, he could have made better changes? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the, the injuries in the first half didn't help. I mean, it's unheard of. Who have you? Do you even remember that happening? Even in, inside or outside of Roma, it, it's unheard of. Three injured players, three substitutions in the first half. Like unbelievable. Uh, but more than that, though, I under, I don't understand the approach on the second half. Uh, even when we were we went into the half, you know, with a lead. You could you could sense that like first of all you you thought at the half you're thinking what a crazy what am I watching what in the world am I watching right you would ex you would you could still expect a reasonable Roma fan would still expect maybe United to come back and even even take the lead but you you I don't think like I don't know we've been talking about it that we've seen it before but I don't think any of us was expecting in a annihilation like that for like six goals uh, five goals in the second half. Um, you could have come back to Rome uh, three, two, three down, two, four down. You know, uh, I, d d and we go back to to the mentality. Uh, listen, this is a this is a recurring topic here. Like it's been the recurring topic for five, the last ten, the last twenty years. I don't know if you remember when uh, Fabio Capello. Um, um, he had the, the first team players train a little bit closer to the pitch and they didn't want to stay in the rooms a little bit farther from the pitch because they had to walk more. That mentality, I think that mentality has not changed in over 20 years in Rome. And I think that's part of the problem too. Um, we change coaches, we change players. Uh, everybody talks about, oh, let's change the pitches in Trigoria because, you know, uh, our, our players uh, 
get injured all the time. Well, that has happened. The free teams are doing it again. We got to change the medical team. That has happened multiple times over the last decade as well. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Imbra. Analyzing and finding the solution and finding the answer of why those things happen, I think is the most important thing. Um, this is a question for both of you. Do you think we were missing natural-born leaders on the pitch on Thursday night? Because I think if we had maybe a Nangalan, a Strootman, a Daniele De Rossi, who are three three natural leaders who were in the team not so long ago, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and even the biggest well, leader that we have right now, uh, in my yeah. opinion, which is uh, even after being young and everything, look, um, Gianluca Mancini, he wasn't on the pitch, right? Yeah. He's the closest to a leader that we yeah. have that I've seen. I think it would have still happened. It would have. You can put ten De Rossi's there. It was still. It would have still happened. You can put. Okay, probably not with ten Strutmans because he has a really different mentality. But you know, these same players they played against Liverpool. They were five zero, five nil down, uh, and mm. it has happened before with the same players. You can bring in different players. You can bring in anyone. You can bring. You know, you can bring in the. You can bring Cristiano Ronaldo. Even he will be surprised by. <laughs> the environment uh, and and the mentality and i think it, it, roma has has always been it's, it's like a club that has forever been in an identity crisis it doesn't know where it belongs does it belong to the top does it belong to the middle does it belong somewhere in between because we act like we should be on top but our history we have three freaking scudetti yeah, but three the league titles. Fans and expectations every year are so yeah. high. And I think that's part of the problem too. Yeah, but wh- why? Where does it come from? I mean, that's what I, are say. Fa- that's what I say every yeah. year. You know, I agree with you. I mean, what are the fans' expectations based on? I mean... Agreed. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. Every year we're talking Nailed about, uh, you know, titles and we're talking about getting deep. And listen, our track record doesn't show that at all. <laughs> I think me and you, Imran, had this discussion maybe October time. Didn't we both say Champions League push for top four as a probably an outside bet and maybe just to go well in the Europa League and just to do well in the Coppa Italia, but the latter didn't happen. Um, we've had a, yeah. an excellent run in Europe, but we're nowhere near, nowhere near the top four. I thought it may have been it could have been done, but the last two months have been a very harsh reality for, for myself being a, a Roma fan. I would love to see the side in the top four, but ever since the AC Milan home game in February, we've just been on a spiral of a, decline, of a sad decline. Like in, in 2020, we were, what were we, third at the end of the end of the year? And I was thinking, great, if we can get top four, that would really shut up the critics and the other fans who seem to laugh at us quite a lot, but we've declined so badly in the last six to eight weeks. It's, it's, we've become a little bit of a laughing stock. It's, it's been so sad to watch this Roman side just decline so badly. And we're, it's a massive fear that we could finish eighth if Sassuolo just hit form like they did just a couple of weeks ago, they've they've won four and drawn one, which is against Atalanta. Like I, in all seriousness, I was speaking to Lee Roberts yesterday on social media. This needs a total reboot and maybe 
a season outside of Europe will do this club the better in the long run like it did in 2013 when Rudy Garcia joined the club but who knows what will happen I just wanted to know do you guys feel the same way? Short term, yeah, I I feel that you know that that's short term. Yeah, we will we will it will fix us for a couple of years, but yeah. the core of the problem will still be there. I mean, it's it's you know the media will still be there, the expectations will still be there, the expectation will slowly start coming back, and this is somewhere we have to we need more and. Uh, organizational revamp, you know. I mean, the people that are in charge of this club, uh, everywhere from the you know physio, the people who work in the canteen, uh, the media. Who do we allow in? Because these uh, apparently, you know, the Roman media or the, all the amateur uh, journalists, they they participate, they contribute to creating these expectations because they talk about Roma 24-7. They have nothing else to talk about. And the people, they listen to these radio stations. They listen to what's being said. And it gives them it gives them a feeling that they are better than they actually are. I mean, we were we were predicted to finish seventh by most journalists and in, in the media. Seventh, that's where we currently lie. So, I mean... According to that, we are exactly where we should be, and I think that's fair. I mean, this season, I mean, if you look at the coach, you look at the squad, you look at the players. Yeah, we're probably not up there. I can I can accept that, but it's just the remarkable collapse and it, and the way it happens. Uh, it's it's just so typical Roma. This is so typical Roma, and this is where we have to. This is where we have to analyze. I don't have all the answers. I just have. Uh, I might be able to analyze some of the problems, but I don't know how to fix them. I think the media and the fan base, they um, the media will never go, I mean, analyze or, you know, like um, to see, to, 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 to analyze where, what they are doing because they just thinking about their economy, the, the listeners, but the fans, we have to, we have to start, asking us this question i mean what type of club are we should we is it realistic for us to be expecting to finish top four i mean budget wise we spend a lot of money on players but do we get do we get good value for the players i mean seven and a half million net for jeko at the age of 35 is that a good value for the money for a club like roma 4.5 for pastore 4.5 for pastore exactly I mean, we we are paying the price for for the mistakes of Monchi. Uh, mm. I totally accept that, but we have to ask ourselves. I mean, if we want to if we want to start over again this summer, we shouldn't be looking at players like Mkhitaryan, Smalling. I mean, you know these uh, players who who need a new chance, a new challenge after they've played. I mean. At, are at the end of the career or have peaked their career in Premier League or any other league for that matter. We should be looking at we should be looking at the future stars, you know, the hungry players, the up and coming with strong mentality. We need Strutmans. We need a 30 a, we need a 20 year old Strutman. That's what we need this summer. We need a 20 we need a 19 year old Lamella. That's what we need. And that's I, I see that as a short term plan to, you know, rebuilding this team. I would even take back Genghis Under. I think he might have a place uh, in Sari's formation if Sari is to be appointed uh, because he plays with 
wingers. Uh, so we could these players could have uh, could get a new chance. But apart from that, I think that plan is more short term. Okay, Sari will come. We will get new players. But then after a couple of years, or even with Sari, we will end up facing the same problem: the expectations. I mean, we have to realize Manchester United is a much bigger club than us. I mean, with its re- revenue, uh, fan base, history, experience, quality of players, they are far superior than us. Yes, what we want is the players to, you know, give hundred percent to give them, you know, to make them work hard for the victory. Victory, I, I can accept that, but they are the favorites. But you don't lose in the way you did. That's 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 another thing. But then, if you think about, let's say, uh, the Champions League, if you want to play in the Champions League, you have to realize that, okay, for us, reaching the quarterfinals will be uh, will be you know, acceptable. For a club like Barcelona, re- I mean, being knocked out in the quarterfinals, it's a flop. I mean, if we if we reach the semifinals, that's like that's like a very good uh, achievement. Exactly what we did in in two thousand. Uh, 17 18 so we need to remind ourselves that uh, this club with its uh, history with its i mean current coach players squad uh, the type of uh, you know the money we put into the club where we should be it's not realistic to ex- expect us to uh, go that far to reach the final, the final would have been a dream, yeah. But if we, if you lose, if you lose to Manchester United in, you know, in a respectable way, you can accept that. It's just the way it happens, and I think there's something there with the, the expectations, expectations being created on false ground, which the players suffer from. Uh, the coach he suffers from it because he has to answer the questions. He he has to I mean he has to realistically he, he has to try to be real with the media after the game and try to explain to them. Listen, uh, and you cannot go after a game and try to you know say that uh, you know we didn't actually have a chance, but we should have played a bit better. So I think a lot of these things need to be addressed. I'm sure. It won't be. We will be there again, discussing the same things later. But for me, unless these things are addressed and handled in a better way, we will have the same problems. Don't you again. think Imran is sorry in Scott? If Sari loses three matches in a row in January next year, we'll be having the same conversation. If Sari what? Sorry, Sari loses three or four matches, get up, gets a bad streak, right? Of results, and you think we'll have in the same conversation? Oh, mentality with this team, and the, you know the whole thing over and over. Probably, but you know, it, it will not come down to Sari. I mean, Sari is just another name uh, because we've seen, like you know, like the history. We've seen this with Garcia. We see it with Spalletti. We've seen this with Di Francesco. We've seen this now with uh, Paulo Fonseca. They start so, well, but they go downhill. Yeah, I mean, it's something there that when when it goes well, it goes really well. When it goes bad, it goes really bad. I mean, it goes to hell. Yeah. It's a it's a complete mental breakdown. It's a it's a com it's a it's a collapse of huge dimensions. I mean, 
the magnitude of the collapse, it, it, you don't see it in other teams. I mean, you don't see it uh, in this fashion. And and it, it amuses me because it's something that, I mean, after a few weeks, we forget about it. We don't discuss it. It's like, ah, you know, it happened. Like, it was a one-off. But it's not a one-off. It happens all the time. It happens too frequently for us to just ignore it after a few weeks and try to and try to excuse it with oh you know we're gonna buy new players in January oh no we're not gonna buy new players this summer you know it will be different we're gonna bring in some really mentally strong players and what happens you bring them in what you believe are mentally strong players and then the same thing happens Uh, I don't know how to follow that from him. He's absolutely nailed it, hundred percent spot on. I will say this: Do you think that the the pressure and the atmosphere around Rome, for, uh, for uh, honestly, for both Roman clubs, it's it's quite toxic at times. Do you think that the fans and, as you said, the media just demand so much for this Roma side that players cannot take it at all, and we see these breakdowns of fragility and like this high score lines quite frequently. I think we see it probably once every two seasons, maybe twice every two seasons where Roma capitulate time after time. And you can see with the run they're going on now, is it 11 points from 30 games, uh, 30, 11 points from 30 Yes, which is a which is horrible form coming into the latter part of the season. It's like, ever, like since I've been following Roma, Roma always goes through a rough patch, but comes good at the end. And we managed to scrape second and get third and get to the Champions League. But I can't see it this season. We're we're just gonna fall at the final hurdle. And what it's just it's very frustrating and. <sighs> Sometimes I can't point, point, point my <laughs> I, finger on it. Yes, God, sorry to interrupt you. You know, you you just said it there. It reminded me of you know some of the pictures you upload on Twitter. You know, South Africa cricket team. Those who follow oh, cricket. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 just the history of South Africa. I mean, they always yeah. choke. They, I mean, no, you know, they look like the most solid team. They play really good, and when it matters, I mean, at crunch time, when it really matters. They choke. Sure. I mean, this is exactly what we do. I mean, we have we have three scudetti. I mean, how many how many times did we finish uh, second place? I think thirteen or fifteen, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's eight, it, it, eight out of the last twelve years. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't reflect. You know, I mean, it, it's not a fair reflection because usually uh, there should be a, a bit more fair. I mean, it should be a bit more even. But with us, I mean, we we lost the Champions League final in '84. Uh, we lost the UEFA Cup final in '91, uh, and let's not count the Anglo-Italian Cup in '61. That that's not a, a recognized competition. I mean, because there was just clubs from two teams. I mean, we have no European. I, I still count it. I still, I'm a Swedish <laughs> fan, and we won the '70. We beat Rhino Napoli. <laughs> I'll allow you to do it, but but you get my point. I mean, South yeah. Africa cricket—they always choke, and that's exactly what we do when it really matters. I mean, Sampdoria game 2010—it shouldn't. Oh, 
there's there's absolutely no way you should choke a game like that. I mean, you should be. We are one and up. We we are absolutely you know like we are massacring uh, Sampdoria. We should be three four nil up. Instead, we're going to lose that game. How? Mm-hmm. How and why? It's just it's just it's just the DNA of this club. And how do you change it? I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how to change it, but I know that there's there are a lot of things wrong with Roma that need that cannot be just fixed through um, buying new players and coach. Capello managed to you know the the season with Capello in 2000, 2000 2001. It, he had Batistuta, and he, it was. I think we. You know, people say, "Ah, oh, you know," when 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 they sum up Capello's career, you know, they don't they don't say he won one scudetto. They say, "Oh, you know, he lost two scudetti," and they refer to two, two, 2001, 2002, and the uh, 2003, 2004. I mean, that guy, that guy won the scudetto with that team in that environment with the pressure of Lazio having won the year before. And he he managed to do it, but you know they started losing the gap started becoming smaller towards the end of the season, and the year after he didn't have as much uh, as strong squad as he should have had. You know he should have bought more players and and um, so because we were going to play in the Champions League as well. But there you have it. I mean that's Roma for you. That's Roman media for you. Two Scudetti lost, not one one. I don't know how, 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 how people can survive. I mean, I mean, uh-huh. you hire Luis Enrique, you know, you like, you hire Luis Enrique and you ask him about, you ask him about if he's able, you know, how it, how it is for him to handle the, I mean, the dressing room, you know, of Roma. I mean, this guy, he, he had to remind them, you know, like guys, I played, I, I, I've been in the dressing room of Real Madrid or Barcelona, Barcelona, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been. He, he, he was, he was playing for the best teams in the world, and he was in the dressing room. He was there for, I mean, entire, I mean, majority of his career. He played. He knows how to be in a dressing room. Are you going to tell him how he's? I mean, the dressing room of Roma. I mean, the team that has finished seventh, eighth, sixth, fifth. I mean, at the peak of his career, Roma. Qualifies for Champions League probably once, and that's when I mean, or twice. While this guy was playing regularly, he was winning the league. He was he was playing the Champions League, and you ask him these ridiculous questions, and it makes you wonder. And you know, these people they are genuine when they ask these questions. They are genuine. They they really mean it. I mean, they have this uh, they have the impression of Roma being something so magic and unique that. Oh, here comes a guy from Spain. You know, if you were a bit more, if you a bit, if you a bit more understanding, if you if you a bit more, if you had a bit more humility, you probably give these guys a chance to work. Probably will work out. But instead, they start questioning. Oh, maybe you know this guy doesn't know how to handle the dressing room. Oh, probably not because. His his coaching abilities or man management won't be there, but don't question him on on the base of his experience, on on the base of his uh, experience of having been in different dressing rooms. He the stuff he's been through, I mean, 
Roma's the Roma's history has been through it, you know. I mean, the the stuff he's been through, the stuff that's been happening in those dressing rooms. I mean, the mentality and the ambitions and the players who have been in the, those dressing rooms. I mean, let's not compare them. Give the guy, give the guy respect. You know, he he's come here to to change the environment, the mentality, and you give him this question, you attack him by this type of question. That's that's disrespectful. And in his case, he was over after one year, right? Yeah, yeah, one I year mean, completely gone. He, yeah, he, he didn't. He gave up. He, he didn't bother with this thing because, and you know, if you have the media questioning the style of play, of course it will influence the players. The players will start blaming. You know, we have the possession all the time, but we're not creating anything. You know, we're not executing. There's no execution. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I rem- I remember that season very vividly. Like when we lose one 0 to Siena with seventy five percent possession and probably two shots on goal, probably one on target, and wasn't, Siena nick it. Well, we wasn't there a match against Lecce too that we lost? I think Quadrado. Yeah, four two, four two, and then he didn't four make two. a change. He didn't make a substitution all yeah. match long. Easter uh, Easter Saturday, two thousand and eleven, uh, two thousand twelve. I remember that. I come home from work. So I was working Easter Saturday and we were 4 0 down. And I think Bojan scored one, and yeah. I can't remember who got the other. And uh, I was thinking, good day. But then after seeing all the goals in the first half, I thought, nah, this this Roma side under him, it, we're, we're going to go nowhere because they couldn't fight, they couldn't come like with an end to his plan of in his style of football. And I feel that his year, he, he didn't want to go any further as, as you said Imran but I will say this look what he did at Barcelona afterwards exactly he won the trouble you guys think one of the major issues of this club is trying to go for like obviously we need to go to Champions League every year right but trying to focus so much on Champions League that you stop looking at the bigger picture it's because Champions League's money is so important, like on the every year, on like the now, now, now. But when you look at the bigger picture, maybe it's good to take a step back and analyze where you are. It's always good to have maybe a year or two outside of, of Europe. Yeah, but we, live, we need that Champions League money every year to, yeah. to survive, it feels like. That, that, has, survive, that has a big yeah. temper on our, on, our, on our goals every year. Right? You, yeah, you know, I, I don't have any problem. Me yeah. personally. So, sorry, Scott, you go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it's either Champions League or bust, isn't it, for, for any of the top six clubs, including Roma. Like, last season, Roma failed. They finished fifth. They won seven out of their last eight games, but Lazio were clearly at streets ahead of them because Roma capitulated in February um, under yeah. Di Francesco. They got to third and played really, really good football, but still had some dodgy spells. The season after, Claudio Ranieri came in and it was Europa League. It will, Roma always has a season where they do fantastically well, but then there's, then there's the pressures of Champions League football the season after. That's when Roma start to struggle and then you see them finish fifth, sixth, maybe sixth again like they did with Luciano Spalletti, seventh, eighth in 2004-2005, which was my first season sporting Roma, where they were, t- they were literally on the verge of relegation but 
managed to survive with a couple of games to spare. That was a crazy season. Was it like four coaches in one season? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, look at Gasperini. Look at how Gasperini did in the first few years in Atalanta. And I hate to say this, and I hate to say it, and I might edit this out later because I don't want it in the air, but uh, the neighbors. Look at the Simone Inzaghi yeah. the first few years. See, he wasn't doing so hard, and, but you stick with the plan, right? In Roma, after two years, there's nothing of that. Two years is the most you get. It's a cycle, yeah. isn't it? You do well one season, and then the next season it gets too hot. And you have to cut out the kitchen and then the pressure is intensified because you're in Champions League football and then they want you to do well on two fronts, but potentially you don't have the squad to front on two fronts and and then you struggle. And then you, we've seen it so many times with Roma in the last 10, 12 years where one season they finish second and almost win the league. Next season they finish sixth, have a complete mm. rebuild, finish second or third. And then a year later, they finished fifth or sixth. And then the script is torn up. A new style of football is going to happen again this summer. Who's going to be on the bench? It looks like it's going to be Mauricio Sari. Are, are they going to get his type of players in? Or after two years, is the script going to be torn up again? Yeah, it's just frustrating. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> no, no, no. I completely agree with you. I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna happen. And when you, when you, when you said that, it reminded me of, you know, when we had the thirteen, fourteen season, uh, we were, yeah. you know, we were playing really good. And in this, in that summer, you know, before the Champions League, people were like, oh, you know, Roma is among the top eight best teams in Europe. I mean, we hadn't even played a single game in Champions League. And they were like, you know, of course, it, it, it does something to you. It, it affects you because you start you start believing, you, you know, it sends out a signal. Oh, you know, no, no, these people think that we're the top eight, you know, could be true, could be true. And then you go and play Bayern Munich, you lose 7-1. That's, that's the reality check. That's when you face reality the hard way. I mean, let the guys play some games in the Champions League. Let them test the level, you know. Don't put the pressure on them, that type, that type of pressure on them. Um, yeah, this will unfortunately uh, it will keep happening. But and you know what we've been. Do- I mean, I don't see any point of discussing. You know, the okay, we discussed United again. I don't see any point of discussing some Dore game I mean, because it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's, it's it's the same thing. The problems are bigger than the Sampdoria game. Sampdoria game is just you know like uh, just a means of what's happening. The bigger pi- we're missing the bigger picture if we're gonna analyze this game you know into detail because it's not going to give us anything this game will not give us anything i don't want to get embarrassed the rest of the season because we have some important matches we have inter a champion inter but we have the derby it'll be good if we beat win that derby at least you know yeah the derby is the only game probably worth worth watching playing i mean do these play i mean ask yourself do these players does this team really deserve us watching them the way they're playing no absolutely no but you know we are we are idiots we do it anyway i mean this is <laughs> this is what's like what it's like to be a roma fan you know despite everything that's happening everything we know we still watch them and yeah yeah 
We'll be there watching. We'll be there watching Crotone. Yeah, rant yeah. over. I don't have anything more to say. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I had hair when I first bought in Roma. Look at me now. She's Sam can see me on Skype taking him around. I shaved my head because my hairline is getting even worse. So I had hair when I started following Roma. It's what football does to you. It makes you stress <laughs> out. It's horrible. Especially when your other team you support get relegated. I just will mention last night's game. So Sampdoria 2, Roma 0. Jakob Janto scored and it, he's going to get both. Or who got the first one? I can't remember, but he really cares. But, um, Silva, Adrian Silva. Adrian Silva, sorry, the ex-Monaco and Leicester midfielder and Jakob Janto got the second. To be honest, I mentally switched off with about 15 minutes to go because it was utter putrid. Um, it's basically a Roma's B and C squad with all the with all the injuries they've got at the moment. The injuries have literally come at the worst time of the season and to watch Rome, that Roma side play, that tried to play a style of football yesterday was very hard to watch and you could see some of the players didn't want to be there and it was it was so hard to watch. I know Sam said to me pre-pod, I didn't watch yesterday's game, so I can't really, really talk about it. So I don't really want to talk about it. All I'm going to say is that three goals disallowed by VAR, a missed penalty, and losing 2-0, it was not going to be Roma's night, was it? I have a good excuse, though. I chose to go fishing yesterday. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I think, Sam, we've pretty much co- covered all topics, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. We didn't, we, it was more of a... Uh, a bad thing. Yeah, more than any. We didn't even talk about anything that's going to happen in the future, in the immediate future. Um, but, you know, I don't think... I think we'll have the time for that coming up. Uh, there's plenty oh, yeah. of time. It's yeah. a long summer ahead to talk about that, so... So, yeah, so we've got the second leg of the Europa League semi-final, which is on Thursday, 2-6 on aggregate. Could could we see a 4-0? Maybe written in the stars, but that's probably, <laughs> probably thinking way too much. And also we've got Crotone on Sunday evening at 6, and then there's Inter next Wednesday. And then it's the derby following Saturday, and then... I don't don't think the kickoff times have been released for the final game of the season. That is away at the Spezia. Um, and then we'll finish this uh, long season, huh? Listen, yeah. at one point, uh, and I talked about it in my Spanish pod. Do you know this Roma team hadn't? I mean, they were having obviously, like everybody knows, we had trouble beating the top six, blah blah blah. But we didn't have a losing streak. You know, we hadn't had it. Even to begin 2021, we usually, you, Roma has those terrible Januarys or Februarys. No, oh, I mean, yeah. everything came kind of late in the season, right? Which is like, just to crush our dreams, just to finish <coughs> the season. But anyway, yeah, we, we thought we weren't going to we gonna get the losing streak. But, you know, Roma happened. Roma happened again. Year after year, I hope Hopes are high for this club, and then they get dashed with a horrible month to six weeks, and we're seeing it now. Um, we'll wrap a bow on this because we've 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 vented and talked quite a lot, and I echo what Imran said. He was on f- absolute fire, and I can't. Well, he's a doctor. He literally diagnosed yeah. it perfectly. 
<laughs> he just need to find the he need to find the cure now though. Cure. Yeah, he needs to find the cure of Roma's weak mentality, which has struggled him for a long, long time. Ever since more than probably uh, before I supported him and before you supported them, Sam. Um Sam, where can we follow yourself and your Spanish podcast? on social media uh, I'm on Twitter Samuel Rubio 99 my podcast in Spanish is Planeta underline Roma and you can find this podcast La Magicas under at La Magicas on Twitter and you can find the, um, the podcast on all podcast podcast platforms bloody like that's hard to say <laughs> Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher yeah, Spotify uh, um, TuneIn Radio I think we're all, all in the all major podcasting platforms I think most of our um, listeners come from uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify I, um, I listen to, to both on there you can follow Imran on, at Il Capitanova I hope I've got that right um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Monroe and um Thank you for joining me, Sam, on this lovely Monday evening, or it's probably early afternoon for yourself. Early afternoon, very sunny in South Florida still. We're getting ready for the summer over here, so at least that's nice. I will say it's been absolutely chucking it down here in Swindon. It's been a bank holiday here in the UK, and we've got horrific, horrible weather. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining me, and always, for Roma. Ciao. Ciao.